Welcome to All Along the Wasatch, a public affairs program produced by Bonneville Salt Lake City. If you would like to submit a request to be on the show, please email mparsons at ksl.com. Now, here's the host of All Along the Wasatch, Mike Parsons. My guests today are with Street Dog Crew of Utah, Margie Varela, who is president, and Trishel Hilton King, who is vice president. The website is streetdogcrew.org. Thank you to both for being here. So let's start maybe with you, Margie. Can you tell us how Street Dog, and by the way, it's Dog, D-A-W-G, Street Dog Crew of Utah. Who put it together and when and why? Um, It started out just, uh, I worked in Salt Lake, and I just started seeing people on the corners uh, asking for money for food. And I watched a couple people uh, get hamburgers and stuff and feed them to their pets. So I started bagging dog food and putting it in my car and just handing it out. So I started doing that for a while, and then I met some people, and we started doing a burrito outreach once a month on Saturdays, and I noticed that there was nothing for the dogs. So I started just making what we call doggy survival bags, and that had uh, two bags of dry kibble, a couple cans of wet, treats, and a toy, collapsible bowl, and some water. started hang- handing those out. Um, I met Tichelle at another outreach, and um, we just started communicating and uh, we started going around to the parks and stuff and uh, I decided that I needed to become a 501 so that I could mm-hmm. get more help and, and do things the right way and be able to to have events and stuff like that so we could get more money to help more people. And how long ago was that? Uh, I've been doing it probably for about 10 years. Nice. Uh, so I, for several years, have carried, carried around a can of dog food with a pop top in my car. So if I see a homeless person, I give them that can. But it stopped there for me. It sounds like you kept going. Yes, I did. <laughs> and Trichelle, um, you became involved pretty early on, it sounds like. I did. Um, I actually was doing a similar outreach in Davis County with another group and decided that um, the focus of homeless and low-income pets fit better with uh, my personal philosophy so I went down and volunteered with Margie, and um, the rest is history. I think I've been there six or seven years now at this point. The first thing you see when you go to your website, streetdogcrew.org, is a quote that says, when you help a pet, you help a person. Margie, can you kind of explain that further? Uh, yeah. it's uh, So s- some of these people don't choose to become homeless. Um, their pets is all they have. So, you know, uh, helping a person with their pet makes them happy and their heart full because they know that their pet's being taken care of. And, you know, my pets mean the world to me. I don't know what I'd do without them. So that's where that started is, you know, we make somebody happy and put a smile on their face by helping their pet. That's worth a million. Helping the pet helps them for sure. I know I have two dogs that I like more than almost any human on the planet. (laughs) And, and I have been guilty of seeing a, a homeless person with a pet and thinking, oh, that poor pet, they didn't choose that. But neither did the person, really, in most cases. And I know in some cases, like for me, if I somehow became homeless, I wouldn't want to give up my dogs. That would be one of the things I'd want to hold on to the closest. So I have been guilty of seeing a homeless person with a pet and thinking, oh, they're homeless. They have no. They they shouldn't have a pet. They can't take care of that pet. So I've been there, and I know a lot of people feel that way. What do you say to people that have that impression? Um, I tell them not to judge because <laughs> we're a paycheck away from 
from being in their shoes. And sometimes it's hard not to judge, especially me, Trishel, because there's sometimes that you just, you know, you're on that boundary of what do you do, you know? Mm-hmm. I think it's important to realize, too, the sacrifices that a lot of the population make that that we serve. Um, I know how hard it is just to even take my dog on a walk. I can't imagine what it takes to take care of a pet 24-7 without housing, without a way to pay for vet care and food. And many of the people that come to our outreaches are sleeping on the streets so that they can keep their pets with them. It's very hard to get a pet into Mm, a shelter environment at this, this point, and they have to walk to come to our services. Sometimes they stand in the rain, sometimes in the snow, because we we operate um, year-round. We're not seasonal. And you see the need fluctuate and go up and down. But I think it's important to realize the sacrifices that they're making to keep their pets with them. And for some of these people, um, they've burned bridges. They don't have a lot left. And it's also a safety factor. We have many women that come to our outreach that are sleeping on the streets and having a, a dog is a safety factor. And I hadn't even thought of this, but I read it on your website that some homeless people, that pet is the only reason they have to keep living. Yeah. And so when you think about it that way, that dog's providing quite a service. It's unconditional love. Yeah. It, it's no judgment. It's a reason to get up and get moving in, in the morning and a, the reason to hang on for another day. And I told you, Trishel, before we went on the air that I try to have nonprofits on this show that are small, that are local, that have a focus of what they're doing. And, and you guys fit all that criteria. <laughs> um, so, Margie, maybe you can tell us a little bit about the services you do provide. Um, we supply uh, dog food, cat food, litter, um, leashes, harnesses, bowls, um, treats. Uh, whatever we get, we share uh, blankets. Uh, like right now, we coats are very important in sweaters because sometimes when it rains, their coats get ruined and blankets get ruined. So we try to provide that a lot. Um, our focus right now is trying to keep um, uh, the population not so overwhelming. Uh, spay and neuter is very important. Shots. Shots are very important. There's a parval outbreak right now for puppies, mm. and that is a very, very sad things. So we try to keep the pet as healthy as we can when we have the funds to provide for this. I'm going to brag a little bit for you because I'm guessing you probably wouldn't brag about yourself. But in 2021, your organization distributed 52,000 pounds of pet food, $11,000 in pet emergency medical services, 200 free vaccinations and 75 free spay and neuters. Those are amazing numbers. Congratulations for such a small organization. You're making a big difference. Um, let's talk about each service you provide. So food, pet food distribution. I know that you do a Sunday uh, event, Pioneer Park. Tell us more about that. Um, we do every other Sunday outreach from 12 to 1 p.m. at Pioneer Park in downtown Salt Lake City. There is no requirement. If you show up, we will help you. We don't ask. We don't require any documentation of any kind. Um, we just we simply help until supplies run out. And at those Sunday events, that's primarily... Uh, distributing food and supplies. Um, what does the vaccination part of it look like? If somebody so, can't afford to vaccinate their, their animal. So they'll get a hold of us. Um, I have a couple of, of uh, rescues that um, I have money on their books, and I just have them email them, or I send them their way uh, to get the vaccinations done. 
We also do a yearly vaccine clinic in the spring, mm. and we have a local vet that partners with us to cover the cost of all of that, and that's primarily where we vaccinate several hundred dogs on the same day. It's quite an undertaking. I'm sure. <laughs> and all of this fantastic work costs money, so where does, where does most of the funding come from? Donations. Hustle. And, and grants. And hustling. hustle. I like that. Hustling. <laughs> yeah. Lots of hustling. Lots of hustling. <laughs> Lots of Facebook posting, yeah. begging. My guests today are with Street Dog Crew of Utah, Margie Varela, who is president, and Trishel Hilton King, who is vice president. The website is streetdogcrew.org. And I always like to give nonprofits a chance to thank some of their bigger corporate partners. So if if just... And there's always the danger you're going to forget somebody, but tell us <laughs> tell us who some of your, your big supporters are so that we can support them. Um, Animal Care Center in Bountiful does our vaccination clinics. Mark Miller Subaru has been a tremendous support for us. Um, Angel Paws helps us a lot with uh, emergency vet care. Um, Utah Food Bank does partner with us to help with some of our pet food. food. Um, Walmart Distribution. I do grant writing so we do get some funds that way and then um we have a lot of people like at this time of year that they've read about us in the newspaper or we've had a couple of magazine articles that donate every year at this time um just a, a big shout out to mark miller subaru because they got us uh in some positions to where we get the help but we're our problem is is we're not a rescue so our category just sometimes doesn't fit in right. to where we get tremendous funding, and it's it's you know it's really hard. But so people donating is always good. What other ways can people help? It sounds like you probably would need volunteer help with all these events you're doing. Yes, we always need volunteers. So if someone went to streetdogcrew.org, d a w g by the way, streetdogcrew.org. <laughs> Got to make sure you say that. That's right. Uh, I'm sure there's a place to volunteer there. And I'm sure you also, probably in-kind donations are a big support. Yes. Yes. What sorts of things, Trishel, are you looking for? Um, Always food donations. Always um, dry and wet cat food and dog food. Um, We try to at least have the staples, which is, is food first and foremost. And then when we have supply money that's extra, we'll do leashes, collars, coats, blankets, sweaters, Harnesses, bowls. Um, I would imagine it's pretty much anything you're buying for your own pet yes. you yes. need. Yes, yes. In a portable size. Ah, okay. And, <laughs> and one other uh, I forgot to say was Humane Society helps us a lot with hmm. food as well. Yes, they do. What other nonprofits do you partner with? Um, we're lucky in the rescue community that a lot of us will work together and share resources so it's not necessarily partnerships. It's just working toward a common goal, mm-hmm. and that is uh, the, the welfare of animals. If you are a good and reputable rescue or animal-related nonprofit in the state of Utah, uh, we've been pretty fortunate to work with some amazing people. And there really are some amazing organizations like Best Friends and Cause and Rescue Rovers yes. and on and on. There's so many yes, great organizations. Dozens. and I. I love that it's not a competitive kind of thing. It's a cooperative kind of thing. We try to make it that way because the end goal is is animal welfare and to save as many as we can and provide as many services as we're all able to. And that sometimes means reaching out to other organizations that might be better funded than we are if we have a particularly tough, expensive medical case. And we've been super fortunate that people will step in. And you have an event coming up on December 18th. Margie, tell us about that. So what we do is we have like a little Christmas cheer. Um, Santa Claus is there. Uh, we have treats and uh, 
blankets and stuff to hand out. We have food, um, prepared food, and uh, we have Christmas music, and we just make everybody happy, and everybody's welcome. Even if you don't have a pet, people love to see Santa, and we have the <laughs> most amazing Santa there is. Mm. And does Santa have a pet? Santa, Santa has, has many, many pets. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> Santa's um, a lover of pets. It's always, you know, I shared those statistics, and that's impressive what you guys did last year, but a personal story is always, I think, more powerful. Um, Trishelle, maybe if you think of a, a specific case, of course, we don't need anybody's name. You could share the, the pet's name, uh, but is there a specific story or two recently that, that's really touched you? Um, I'm going to defer to Margie for okay. for that, but um, I will say that working with um, the unsheltered has been an incredibly humbling experience for the years I've been involved, and there is literally nothing that warms your heart more than to see somebody come through your line that has been homeless for years upon years and come up and give you a hug and say, I've got housing and I move in. Mm to an apartment next week and they've still got their animal with them. Like, to watch some of the journeys of these people is very remarkable. I'll let you give Do you have a good specifics. heart heartstring story for us, Margie? I sure do. Um there was a gal, um we just did some flyers about her and her dog. Um she was a troubled soul and she had a German Shepherd, Titus. Um she was really struggling and this dog just she was didn't know where to go, what to do. Well I kind of took her under my wing, and she had come to the outreach all the time, and the dog was getting older, and she looked at me one day. She was sitting in the park crying, and I asked her, I go, what's wrong? And she goes, I can't let my dog go through this anymore. Mm. She says, I just don't know what to do. Well, a couple months, I hadn't seen her. She showed up. She got housing. She says, well, I, I got my life together. She got housing. And there was times where she would go from house to house, and in blizzards, she'd call me up. I don't have no food for Titus. Okay. And I'd be out shoveling snow, and I'd hop in the food truck and go take her food <laughs> and think, oh, my God, what am I doing? I could, you know, in a blizzard. But I just stuck by her, and, and, and we helped her through. Titus passed away a couple months ago, and um, it just – she was she was a, a – a, person that is very grateful to us and just knowing that we helped her get through that hard time is is just overwhelming it's i don't know you can't describe the feeling in your heart and i'm guessing that's why you keep doing it yeah i keep doing it because it just i i i i wouldn't want to be in their shoes and i love my dogs and they're lucky that they have me but to know that i'm helping them because they love their dogs as much as I love mine, is is worth it. I would imagine with the pandemic, uh, homelessness has increased because of the pandemic. So, of course, the, the homeless pet population is going to increase, too. Mm-hmm. What does that look like, and, and who are the people that are the new homeless? It is literally what I call the new need assistance. It, it is, it's everyone. It is everyone. We have seen our numbers almost quadruple the amount of food that we have provided this year or been asked to, to help with. And like I said, you just show up. We don't question anyone, but it's just gone from people that are struggling to everyday folks that just can't make ends meet. And the price of dog food, a 50-pound bag of dog food can run 50 to $65 mm-hmm. now. That's a tremendous expense for anyone. And we've been fortunate to keep going. We have had to pull out of 
some of the other outreaches that we'd extended to. We no longer do anything in Tooele or Ogden, which is just it's, heartbreaking. Uh, yeah, it is. It's um, it's been soul crushing to have to and say you, no. You had an example of somebody recent. Well, yes, I just so not only we do the outreach at Pioneer Park, people come to my home. Um, I know everybody says, "Why do?" I said, "You know what? They need food." Um, they message me. I put food out at, on my porch, and they come and get it. Um, a lady, she just went through an abusive relationship, and she's uh, at a safe house, and she has three dogs, four cats, uh, several children, and she had ran out of food. And um, I messaged her, and I said, I got all these errands to do. Um, I'll put it out on my porch. And I just got a message before I got here just praising, thank you, thank you, thank mm. you. Now my dogs aren't going to starve till you know, your next outreach. That's fantastic. Well, it's amazing work that you're doing. Where do you see it going? Where, where do you think Street Dog Crew of Utah will be 10 years from now? What will it look like? Bigger, bigger with mobile pet food pantry Two, outreaches so yes. that we can hit the state of Utah, not just local. My dream is to help uh, the Ogden area is very heartbreaking. I have people that travel all the way from Ogden or catch rides or get people that work here, come pick up food from my mm-hmm. doorstep just to get food for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, Twila area, they have, no, they have no resources. Well, I hope that that comes to pass because <laughs> you're doing amazing work and it would be really great to serve more people. It's Margie Varela, who is president, Trishelle Hilton-King, who is vice president, and again, the website streetdogcrew.org, and it's street, D-A-W-G, crew. Org. Ladies, thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Thanks for having you. us. Thank you for listening to All Along the Wasatch with Mike Parsons. If you would like to submit a request to be a guest on the show, please email mparsons at ksl.com. That's mparsons at ksl.com.